am standing on tiptoe. I am watching you, watching me, wondering. Would you mind if I changed you? Oh, I believe I could take you to some place fun. And that's the question: Would you mind? And uh, would you mind to just be part of a globe uh, that uh, just makes other people's lives much better? And that's Freshly Ground, Would You Mind, is the title of the song. Once again, thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. And uh, right now we begin this conversation on um, just uh, child abuse and children's rights and how aware are we on um, how we harm children. And what is it that we can do to actually provide a safer environment uh, for children in our and uh, we're having this conversation with uh, Stephen Miller, who is a national director for SOS Children's Village, South Africa. Good afternoon and welcome, Stephen. Afternoon, Chris Elder. Thank you for having me. Maybe if we can start with the services that uh, you offer um, some of these children. Uh, how big is your network and uh, what sort of services do you offer? Uh, thanks, Griselda. Um, I appreciate the, the, the time to speak on your show. I mean, SOS Children's Villages, we, we've been around for many decades, and we essentially work with, with children in alternative care, so children who are separated from their families. Uh, we do come across abuse on a, on a regular basis, mm. and we're part of various networks that help to fight abuse. And I suppose your, your, your show is timely because yesterday was, was Universal Children's Day, mm. which is all about raising awareness around these issues. So, so really, thank you for having me on. And, I mean, one of your core values is, is that every child belongs to a family. So how are you creating um, that enabling environment? We do it in different ways, um, but essentially, yes, the, f- the family is at the center of, of everything. And to come back to Universal Children's Day, that's essentially a celebration of the, the signing of the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. Mm. And a big part of that is a right to a family, a right to respect and uh, to be protected for children. And so we strive in different ways, whether it's working in communities and helping to strengthen families, or working in our, our child and youth care centers, providing this, this home for children who have nobody. Those are the different ways that we do it. But we are uh, just one player amongst many. Yeah. And uh, I suppose the, the message that, that came loudly from all of us yesterday was that we need to work together. It's really important. SOS does, does valuable work, but we cannot reach all the children in need, and we don't have the expertise to do that either. So it's all about us working better together with government and civil society. And how, what would you say constitutes abuse? Mm. Look, abuse, when most people think of abuse, you, you think of, of the absolute worst, the sexual abuse, the physical mm. abuse that we read about in our newspapers and, and hear about on your radio shows. But it takes many forms. You know, if, if you tell your child, I wish you had never been born, you're emotionally abusing that child. If you don't send your child to school because you're too busy getting drunk, Mm. you are abusing that child. There's many different forms that abuse can take. It can be physical and sexual, yes, but it can also be emotional and it can be neglect. So it's it's fairly widespread. I think another message is that, look, we celebrate this this moment of hope when the UN signed the convention, Mm. but uh, we need to really question how far we've come. 
and are we still living up to that convention and and where are we falling behind and i would argue quite strongly here in south africa the situation for children is is very dire and and do we have um, perhaps numbers that speaks to the situation because oftentimes yeah. people just believe in statistics. I don't know why is this, that yeah. until we throw a number on your face, only yeah. then you get to realize um, that this is serious business. No, you know, it can actually be quite the opposite. So what, what, what you find when you speak to people here is that we become in, in many ways desensitized. You know, mm. there's lots of movements against us happening, whether it's violence against women or violence against children. There's this feeling that as South Africans, because we see these numbers and, and they're horrific, you know, and, and, and to be honest, unverifiable in some cases, but the sheer numbers, the weight of it isn't really enough to move us. It's, it's when it's personal. It's when you as a South African, as an individual, make an effort to get involved in somebody's life, somebody yeah. who's been hurt or harmed, and you help that person. It becomes personal, and then you see how bad the situation is. So I think, yeah, numbers are one thing, and, 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 and they, they're readily available, and, and I'm sure a lot of people were talking about them yesterday. Mm. But if you really think about it and your network and the people around you, there's probably people who are victims of abuse uh, that you know. And, and what are some of the positives um, that we've achieved thus far, uh, Stephen? And I'd like you to respond on that um, because I, I'm sure it's not all doom and gloom. I look at yeah. an organization like yours, uh, where you're making an impact in, in uh, children's lives and the numbers continue to grow. Let's pay the bills and uh, hear your side after this. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. And uh, thank you for connecting with us, uh, continuing in our conversation, looking at child abuse and children's rights and uh, speaking to Stephen Miller, uh, from the national, who is a national director of SOS uh, Children's Village South Africa. And we're talking about how we can enable an environment where children feel safer um, around adults. Now, Stephen, we took a break and I just wanted um, for you to expand on, on how you create uh, these safer environments mentioned uh, being positive earlier which i think is is so critical you know in in, in south africa we're the world heavyweight champions of complaining and and we have a oh, lot to complain about, through, about uh, politics and the economy and and what what and, and what we're looking at here in terms of violence against women and children is, is deeply concerning but there's mm. been some hugely positive things happening in this space mm. i think for for as tough as we are on our Department of Social Development. I think that there's a lot of really good people in the department who are doing amazing work. Uh, the civil society space, we're constrained right now. You know, everybody's constrained financially, so our, yeah. our funding base is down, but people are in the field every single day making a difference. I've, I've just come from a workshop where we, we're training our own child safeguarding investigators at SRS. There's eight of them. They're from all over the country. Amazing people, just wow. dedicated passionate, wanting to help. So there's all of that happening. So in and amongst this negativity, I don't want to just bring that. Yeah. There's, there's an amazing thing happening in South Africa. And how can other um, South Africans play part, uh, play as some part uh, in just ensuring that we create safer spaces for children? Yeah, well, I, I think it comes down to, to normal 
everyday South Africans playing their part. You know, it's the same as a national development plan. You can get all the stakeholders around the table and you can try to implement everything that's in there. But unless South Africans get behind this plan and actually help drive it, we don't mm. make that progress. And the same thing happens here. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, abuse is happening around us, all of us, including in my own network. There's people that I know who uh, are, are violent towards women and children. Mm. You can't be quiet about that. You need to get yeah. involved. So whether it's through helping somebody close to you, whether it's through supporting an organization, you need to get involved. And, and the last point on that is that it's not going to change overnight. Mm. What we're facing here is not unique to South Africa. You know, abuse is one of these things. It's like corruption. It crosses all different lines, all societies, all over the world. It's there. But we can certainly reduce it, and we can make many children safe. So it's a long road. So South Africans need to understand that it's not a, it's not a once-off day. We've got 16 days of activism coming up now. It's an amazing amazing time because everybody puts a spotlight on this issue yeah. but it doesn't end there we really have to live this but Stephen how do we um, help adults to unlearn some of uh, the ways in which we socialize that say uh, children must just be seen and not heard yeah you know that's a that's a, a really pertinent question and uh, I read yesterday in the newspaper this constitutional court judgment around the spanking of children you know, growing up in South Africa, uh, this is something that a lot of us are, are, are familiar with. We grew up in families where, where you were spanked, it's normal. Mm. But we know that this doesn't help children, you know, and, and, and in the worst cases, it can actually turn children into abusers themselves if it crosses a line. And so the, the, the legal system is now fighting this, and we're putting in place laws to stop it. And that's not an easy thing to do. You know, you can bring in a law like that, uh, but how do you really change behavior on the ground? Mm. That's something else entirely. I think it's through exactly what we are doing right now. It's people like you putting people like me on your show so that we can talk about it and just get it out into the open. I think that's that's the first step. And I guess the second step would you it would be you who's listening, connecting with the message and also just contributing. How uh, is it that uh, uh, to date, so many years later, we still really abuse uh, children? And uh, what is it that can be done to end child abuse in our environment, in our mess? And you do this uh, via connection points at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, and uh, SMS 40938 charged at 150, we also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And also, you can give us a call on 0891-104-207. And uh, surely, uh, Stephen, as you talk about, you know, collaborative efforts, uh, what are some of the needs um, that SOS has uh, currently in trying to create these family units uh, for, for young people? Yeah, I think, look, we, where we work, and, and again, we're just a small player in all of this, but where we do work, uh, our involvement in communities is becoming more and more important for us. We started off as just providing a safe space for children who had lost their families. You know, they come to us if they're abused or abandoned or neglected. And, and that's, that's a, an important service. But we realize that we need to get out into communities and help to strengthen families. Mm. So where people like us work and, and there's many of us we need community support we, we can't go in as an organization you know a national organization into a place like Matanjana 
and and really start to interact with people on the ground. Firstly, you know, we recruit people from that community, but then we need the local community to support what we're doing, yeah. uh, all the various structures, etc. And and we try to do that. So when we're doing awareness raising campaigns, if we're having community gatherings, we we want people to be involved. And indeed, because uh, people are the ones that uh, form uh, society and uh, these family units that uh, we talk about. Uh, let's take uh, right now on, on, on the line, 0891-104-207. Temba is joining us from the Northwest. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, madam. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you, Puti. Your guest. Well, uh, I want to know exactly, you're asking the gentleman, how does he uh, begin this uh, children's home? So in Brussels, I don't think there's any. Uh, if there's any, uh, I can give you my phone numbers and contact me. Because I also want to be involved in the children uh, with safe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be you establishing something, but you just want to be connected with children's homes uh, within your area. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank so, you. All right, uh, let me just check if Liseko has your contacts. All right, uh, please hold. Uh, Liseko will take down your details. Um, don't drop the phone. Uh, Liseko will take down your details and we will connect you uh, to uh, SOS uh, Children's Village. And that's much uh, needed um, uh, resources, uh, Stephen. Yes, no, certainly. Uh, we, we actually do have a child and youth care centre in, in Rustenburg in the northwest if, if, if uh-huh. uh, he wants to get hold of them, but please give him our, our details and we'll talk about it. I think, you know, the space, the child and youth care centre space is under a little bit of pressure at the moment. Yeah. There was quite a growth in, in these types of facilities over the last sort of 10 to 20 years. But now, just from a financial perspective, it's become difficult. Uh, rightly so, we've got a very good Children's Act that guides how these places operate and sets quite high norms and standards, and you have mm-hmm. to be registered with the Department of Social Development and so on. Yeah. So it's a highly regulated space, and that's a good thing. It's, 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 it's in everybody's interest. But what it, it means it, it is also it's quite prevents to, to open a new child and youth care centre. And it also prevents uh, further abuse, um, especially yeah. uh, amongst vulnerable children. Uh, please yeah. stay on the line, uh, Stephen. Let's take a news break and uh, we'll conclude the conversation uh, straight after the news headlines uh, with Utsi Lesako. Call Chris Salda now, 891 and also send an SMS at 40938, charged at 150. We're also on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. And talking child abuse and uh, children's rights, uh, will we ever see the end of child abuse in our midst? And what role can each one play uh, in eradicating this? And joining us uh, on the line uh, from the SOS Children's Village South Africa is Stephen Miller, who is uh, the National Director of uh, uh, SOS. And uh, we take your calls and uh, continue this conversation now let's talk about i mean the role that society within uh, children's homes can play because oftentimes um you find that uh, it, it it's also society who will uh, recommend that a child must just be brought to sos and dumped there uh, even by relatives Stephen. yeah um well you know today uh, you, you can't really do that uh, the children that are, are resident with us at our child and youth care centres, they come through the court system. So they're removed by a social worker, uh, whether it's with the department or a child protection organisation, and then they go through the system and they're placed with us. 
So we want to avoid this where, where children are just picked up and, and dumped at mm. unregistered or illegal child and youth care centers because then those places are, are not run according to a certain standard. Like I said, it's a highly regulated environment, which makes it quite difficult in many ways, but it, it has to be that way um, so that we can protect the, the rights of the children and the interests of the children. So I'm now going to speak to you as a father um, that, you know, with these uh, with recognizing children's rights, a lot of parents feel um, that part of their right of uh, to being a parent has been taken away with uh, um, the abolition of uh, corporal punishment. Um, what is the best way of instilling discipline without being violent? Yeah, no, my, my daughter is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and I, I know that I come from a place of privilege. Hey? I'm very aware of that in, in terms of the fact that, n- not just in terms of, of, of money, but yeah. that I was brought up in a really solid family that cared for me and gave me a good foundation. Mm. So I'm able to, to do that for my daughter. She can be naughty, hey, it's normal um, for, for, for someone she's only three and a half years old, she can be naughty, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't spank her. Uh, we talk to her, we respect her, we create this environment where she understands what the boundaries are. And that's not easy, hey? We call it positive discipline and we try to do it in our child and youth care centers as well. We have an absolute zero tolerance for any sort of physical punishment mm-hmm. in our child and youth care centers. And, and this makes it quite difficult for the caregivers, eh? uh, because, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of our caregivers might have grown up in a very different environment. Absolutely. It's easier to just uh, slap and, or, or grab a belt. Um, but this is challenging us to have conversations. And this, uh, Stephen, is challenging us to have uh, proper conversations uh, with our children, um, that we don't just uh, see them as, uh, we don't just see them, we hear them too. Look, children take time. You know, and a lot of us don't have time in our, in our busy lives. Mm. There's a lot of structural influences that, that really affect our ability to be a good parent. Mm. Uh, I, you have to spend time. If I come back to my personal situation, I was up at 5.30 this morning and I spent a good sort of two, two and a half hours with my daughter mm. just playing and interacting and, and learning about each other. And we create this base. My life is busy and it's hectic and it, it's like everybody else. Yeah. And, and I don't need to carve out that space, perhaps. But if I want to raise my child properly, uh, then I do that. And I'll do the same this evening when I get home. Jeffrey Moholosi on Twitter says, um, I was uh, forcefully removed from my late mom, Her Majesty Queen Buile Moholosi, and my brother um, at the age of eight. I had to fend for myself uh, due to apartheid laws uh, for two years, not knowing where my mom was. A family that took me was very abusive emotionally, physically, and financially. That, that, that is a, a, an extremely sad story. And yeah. I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I would like to learn more about it. And, and please give the person my, my, my details if you can, and we can, we can talk about this. But mm. uh, we do see this. It, it happens. And it comes back to what you said earlier about people dumping or, or leaving yeah. children at unregistered child and youth care centers. We can't have it anymore. The process of removing a child from the family has to be really considered and it has to involve a multidisciplinary team and it has to be the absolute last resort Mm. to take a child from their family. So I don't know the specifics of what happened in that person's case, but certainly uh, it would be very unusual to happen today. And if it did, the people who did that would have to be held to account.
So when a child tells of this story, how does it impact uh, the type of adult they become? It depends. We, we see um, a lot of different outcomes. Uh, what we're trying to do at SOS is, is give children a fair chance in life. So mm-hmm. the children who come to us are generally traumatized in some shape or form. And, and it, it depends on the extent of that trauma and, and abuse that they've experienced, how they are able to recover and to move on. We create the space where we impart values and they get a good education, good health care, access to work placement opportunities, etc. And we see some children thrive. And I don't just mean, again, economically, but that's one part of it. But we see children who go on to, to have their own healthy, happy families. Mm. And then we also see children who just never recover. If, if that, those first few years of life, eh, uh, one to three, maybe one to five, so yeah. critical, so critical that a child forms a connection with a caregiver, that they feel loved. Hey, love is mm. a difficult word, but they feel loved. And if they don't, if they are abused or neglected, they tend to take it on themselves. Hey? They tend to internalize this. They blame themselves. That's yeah. what children do. And that does have big repercussions for them throughout life. And unfortunately, a lot of them struggle to, to, to get back on their feet. And unfortunately, will be that hurt adult who hurts others. Uh, as had people had others. Let's go to Kempton Park. Judy, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, you know, this issue of abuse is mm. something that I feel um, is, is highly challenging. Mm. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, we had a child run into our house asking for help um, on more than one occasion. Mm. And we called the police. We had social workers involved. However, the child is still back with the family. Having said that, the police themselves then um, took the child back to the family. But then, you know, the child is saying that the police was accusing her of being a demon in her family and, and so on. And you'll see it even in the role play, in the, in the playground, when the children are playing, mm. this child... It, you know, exhibits behavior of violence, the, the things that they say to the other kids. Oh, man. You know, this, this child is angry. You can mm. see it. And, I mean, you know, we don't know how else to assess. Sure. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for that call, Judy. I'm going to request that Lesako takes your details and we'll connect you with SOS. Yeah, thank you. Right, I, so thank you for that I, call. I, I feel that that person, hey, uh, we do see this, we do hear these stories. SOS is not a registered child protection organization. Yeah. So that's not our space, hey, but certainly you can help put her guide. in touch with us and we will connect her to the right people because that type of thing is, is just wholly unacceptable. Yeah. It really is when we're trying to deliver this message that everybody should get involved and, and then when you get involved, you find that the system is unable to help. Uh, that's unacceptable. I, I, I can't speak for the situation. I don't know where it is. I don't know who's involved, but it does happen from time to time. All right, uh, Judy, unfortunately, um, you did put down the phone before we could take down your details. Uh, if you can just kindly call back or just uh, directly call um, uh, SOS uh, Children's Village. And that would be where, Stephen? Uh, you can call us on 011-234-8708. Uh, and like I said, if we we can't help you, we can, you can always you with refer. people who can help you. And yeah. uh, you do have a website as well that uh, it yes. indicates the type of services you offer. Yes, www.sossouthafrica.org.za.
Thank or you. Or you can just Google us, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us and uh, thank you for the service uh, that you render for the safety of our children. We really appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. Uh, Thank you. As we're talking um, to Stephen Miller, who's a national director uh, for the SOS Children's Village, South Africa. And we're talking about uh, yesterday having been World World Children's Day, uh, where the world just take time out to look at how we treat children in our midst and the question we asked, will we ever see the end of child abuse? And I guess each one of us, uh, uh, the answer to this question uh, resonates with how you treat children in your midst. All right, uh, we take a break and uh, straight after that, we are going to have our words of wisdom.